Glory to God. We're so glad that you joined us tonight. And those of you that are joining us online, welcome to our Faith and Healing Rally. And uh, they're Holy Ghost meetings. Of course, they're always Holy Ghost meetings. Every service that we have, we're just going to yield to the Holy Ghost. How many are hungry in this place tonight? Amen. So glad to see all of you. Some people from the other campus here that I don't didn't see this morning. Brother Charles, good to see you. Praise the Lord. Good to hear you. <laughs> Hallelujah. I just love it when he's in the house because he worships. Praise the Lord. How many worshipers do we have in the house? Hallelujah. I want you, if you would, to go with me in your Bibles to Mark the 11th chapter and the 12th verse. We'll do a little bit of review for this, from this morning. If you weren't here this morning, you'll get a little bit of that, and we'll try to drain, squeeze out as much in these scriptures as we can. The word's good every time. Can you say amen? Every time you... Uh, I don't know if it's that way for you, but every time I read a scripture, I see something different. It's like, it's good. You know, we were talking about, we sung that song this morning, holy, 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 holy are you, Lord. And I was thinking about the angels, you know, they, that's what they do. They go around a circumference around God and they say, holy, holy, holy. That's their assignment, just to say, holy, holy, holy. And one guy said the reason they say holy, holy, holy is because every time they go around God, they see a side of him they'd never seen before. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> one guy said this week, he told me this week, he said, I don't know everything about God, but what I know about God changed my life. <laughs> and we don't know everything about God, but we're going to drain every ounce we can out of the word of God. Hallelujah. Can you say Amen. And we just believe that faith is going to rise up in our hearts. We, uh, this morning, we started, I guess you could call it a series, two-part series or whatever. We'll get to the second part of it tonight. We talked on the subject of faith, and we talked about the impact of speaking faith-filled words. The impact on your life of speaking faith-filled words. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to continue down that line tonight now one of the most significant things that has helped me uh, in fact like the psalmist said I would have fainted had I not believed to see the goodness of God had I not believed one of the most significant things that's helped me in my life uh, whether it be ministry marriage finances you know raising a family going through whatever hills and valleys we we go through it's really been the word of faith and it's helped me i don't know if it's helped you but I, there's so many times i could say that i would have fainted had it not been for faith and the revelation of speaking faith not just speaking out into the air but speaking faith into every situation that comes my way speaking faith into every arena of my life and that's really pertinent to the faith life. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. How many people are just in here? Some people say, well, I'm trying to be righteous. I'm trying to be just. Well, that's what religion does. It tries to be something. Actually, when you get put in Christ, you're already just, you're already righteous, but religion will try to get you to be something you already are. And that's been from the beginning. 
If you think about it, that's, that's the great deception in the garden is the, the deceiver lied to him and said, said if, you, if you go to this tree and you eat this fruit, you'll be exactly the way they really already were. And so that's been the deception all along and then religion kind of just took over. But uh, I'm so glad that I found out a long time ago I'm the righteousness of God. Can you say amen? I'm so grateful for the revelation. I mean, one day, one of my good minister friends, he sat me down. And I remember we were in a camp meeting. He said, you're going to get lost up in, in this rat race, this like a hamster wheel of religion if you keep going the direction you're going, chasing after who you already are. He goes, but I want to share with you a revelation that changed my life. And he shared with me about the righteousness of God in Christ. He goes, you can try all you want to become more righteous, but you'll never be any more righteous than you are right now in Christ Jesus. And I believe that, I think that was around 98, 98. That saved my life. Finding out that I don't have to earn a place of righteousness. I don't have to work towards being justified I am already righteous, right? The moment I got born again is the moment I became just as righteous as the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no difference in any ounce of the quality of righteousness that we share together. We have the same kind of righteousness. It is the righteousness of God. That's, that's the only quality and only kind of righteousness there is. Any other righteousness is as filthy rags, the Bible says. That's what many of us participated in so many years. We've been trying to become something we already are. Now, I'm not preaching on that, but that's good preaching right there. We, we could go off that material because many of us right now are still living that way, yet we're, it's kind of a double-minded way of living. We amen faith, but we still try to become. And as people in... in in both campuses and also churches all over in word of faith churches they know the formula of faith they know how to speak faith but they're still trying to become at the same time and there's a double mindedness to that and the bible says that kind of individual don't let that man think he'll receive anything of the lord so there's got to be this settled fixed mindset that I'm already who, who he's made me to be. I don't have to try to be righteous. I don't have to try to be healed. I don't have to try to be justified. I don't have to try to be qualified. I don't have to try to be born again. I don't have to try to be anything in the sight of God because when I got in Christ, he made me everything he wants me to be. You may not see a difference right away, but that's why we live by faith. And faith will draw that out and change what everyone else can see and what everyone else has seen over the years. They don't understand that the radical change that took place took place on the inside. And when you live by faith, Jesus will work on the inside out. Glory to God. Thank you for your enthusiasm. So, you know, that message radically changed my thinking even with faith. Because for many of us, we understood faith, but then we mixed it with works. And we're, we're believing that we are, and at the same time, we're still trying to become. It's almost like bipolar Christianity. 
And there's a lot of Christians that are confused. If they just look into the Bible, they'd find out who they've already become. And then if you live by faith and just believe that's who you are, then corresponding actions would follow that. Thank you for your enthusiasm. That's not even in my message, but boy, we ought to take another offering for that. That was so good. (laughs) I am righteous. I am just. And the just shall live by faith. That's how we live. We don't live by works. We live a certain way. There's a certain prescribed way of living that I live right now. And it may be uncomfortable for a while because we've been so used to living in the flesh. We've been so used to living in the realm of sight, but we got to understand that there's a higher way of living. It's living by faith. For we walk not by sight, but we walk by faith. And that's the way of the Christian life. Hallelujah. And that's why this message will be the most significant message in your life. It's pertinent to your life. You need to hear faith. I've had friends in ministry that in their churches, they took out all their books of Brother Hagin. They took out all their tapes and CDs of Ken Copeland. They wanted something new. They filled their dumpsters with all that. And I'm thinking, I would have took all of that, even though you can get it on an MP3. I'd have took all of it and gave it to someone that didn't hear it. And that's just where people are at. They want to hear something new. But what's old is what they need to hear. It's been here before Brother Hagin. It's been here before the Copelands. It's been here before E.W. Kenyon. It was the word of faith that Paul preached. Hallelujah. It was here when God created the heavens and the earth. God is a faith God. Come on, somebody. And we can pattern our lives after God and imitate God and be followers of God, act just like God and walk in the God kind of victory. That's why we don't grumble. We don't complain. We don't gripe about what we can see in the natural because we live at a higher level and we can speak to the things that we see. It doesn't matter if it's at a level in government. It doesn't matter if it's a political thing it doesn't matter if it's a physical thing you've got something greater than anything that you can see and it's the faith of God it is a gift that he put on the inside of you I don't know if you're hearing what I'm saying you don't have to work for it you don't have to achieve it you don't have to attain it it was put in you the moment you got born again come on somebody do I need to get a little higher here you have the faith of God on the inside of you right now to rule and to reign with here on this earth And I'll tell you what, I would have fainted had I not believed to see the goodness of God. And that's what faith does is it expects, it believes to see. And it operates a certain way. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by what? By faith. Now look here in Mark chapter 11. You say, well, I've heard this. Well, faith don't come by herd. It it comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. And if you get bored with it and if it becomes old hat to you and you want to put it away and you just want, you want something fresh or you want something new, that's really a dangerous place to, to be in. And it's kind of a dangerous statement, especially for a preacher. You know, I know one person, uh, a very prominent minister years ago, you'd know who he was. And he stood up and said, now what I'm going to preach to you tonight, what I'm going to teach to you goes beyond the word of God. It goes beyond your nose. This is something totally different. And it's given to me from the Holy Ghost. Well, I got a problem with that because the Holy Ghost is not going to give you anything that goes beyond the word of God. And so if you want to stay safe, you got to stay grounded with what does the word say? 
What does the word say? And not get bored with it. Come on. You know, when something's good, when, when something's good, you, you don't have a problem eating that again and again and again and again. I, I don't get bored with Polish sausage. <laughs> I remember, you know, as a little kid smelling that at my grandma's house. And then we had it at our house. And now it's kind of traditional. We, we stuff it. We make the sausage. And we have that same aroma during the holidays. And it doesn't get old. I've got 30 pounds in my refrigerator that I can just put in the oven anytime I want. It's, it's ready to go. And it's the same thing. It's the same flavor. It's the same smell. It doesn't become old hat. It never will become old. And if you try it, and I don't have enough for everybody here, so don't ask me. But it wouldn't be old for you either. Maybe one day if the Lord leads me, I'll, I'll have maybe one or two of you over to let you try it. But I just don't know if you can handle it. But how, how many have had something like that? You, you know, maybe it was catfish or maybe it was your, your mom's fried chicken or maybe it was something, pozole or, or whatever. And it's just like, man, I'll have that again, and I'll have that again, and I'll have that again, and I'll have that again. Well, that's how you have to be with faith because that's how you live. You got to get to the place where I need to hear that again. I need to hear that again. I need to hear that again. It's pertinent that I hear that again. If this is the way I live, this is my prescribed way of living, I got to hear the word. I got to hear faith. I've got to get a clear understanding of how I live because this is how I'm going to live successful on this earth. So Mark chapter 11, verse 12, look here, it says, And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. Jesus, you know, he was hungry like you get hungry too. You shouldn't be hungry now. You're, you should be hungry and thirsty for the word. Because we're going to keep you here all night. You're not eating tonight. You're fasting tonight. I'm just kidding. He was hungry, and he seen a fig tree far off having leaves. He came, if happily he might find anything thereon, and when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. I mean, have you ever went to your favorite restaurant and you wanted a chicken salad and there was barely any chicken and it was all leaves? I mean, it's kind of disappointing. We, we, you know, we talked about that this morning. I'm kind of disappointed with Chipotle. I like Chipotle. I think it, the flavor's good, it tastes good. But they used to give you a nice big scoop of protein. And now it seems like there's hardly any protein. Last time we went, I said, I don't want to ever go back there again. I, I, just, I don't want a bunch of leaves. I, I want some meat. I, and then you, you got to go double meat, so they double the price. And I'm not cheap. I'll pay for the price. But now it's, it's starting to, you know, be a little grisly. And I think I'll make my own Chipotle and start my own restaurant. <laughs> but can you imagine that's kind of how Jesus was? You know, he goes up to the fig tree, and he's, he's hungry. And it, he's got this expectancy that when I go to the fig tree, I'm going to get some nice figs. And I'm, when I go to Chipotle, I'm going to get me a bowl and it's going to have a chicken on it. It's going to have uh, guacamole on it. Now they barely put any. And I told them, be liberal with the cheese. And they barely put any of that. They're probably looking at me thinking, no, nah, you need to diet, sir. <laughs> but you know, when you, after a while, they keep doing that. It's like, I'm not going back there. You ever been there before? It's like, I'm not going back to that. There's, there's a certain Del Taco I won't go back to. Because every time I go there, they get my, my order wrong. So, so I'm done. Same person hands out the tacos, and I'm nice to them. I just won't go back there. Just like Jesus, he said, I'm not coming back to this fig tree. In fact, your days are over. 
That's what Jesus said to the tree, pretty much. The, the Bible says he answered the tree. So that means, if you read it, I don't have time to, to, to really go line upon line here again like we did this morning. But you notice Jesus walks up to this fig tree. He's hungry. It's not producing what he's expecting to receive. All he sees is salad, and he wants a steak. <laughs> yeah. And so, basically, he's not getting what he orders, and what, what the tree is speaking to him is, there's no provision for you. Lack. Not enough, right? Have you ever had something speak to you and say, not enough? And so what, after the tree spoke to Jesus, what did Jesus do? Well, look here in the verse. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. Next verse, it says, and Jesus answered and said unto it. You see, the way you answer lack, the way you answer sickness, the way you answer a situation in your life that's speaking to you is going to determine how you either come out of that situation or how you go into that situation. In other words, if you're going to come out of that situation in the right way, you've got to answer it the right way. Right? How many have ever talked to a tree? Anybody? No one's talked to a tree. Jesus did. You've talked to a tree. You work with trees. I'm sure you've talked to a tree. But Jesus talked to a tree. He answered a tree. One day, my wife and I, we bought our first house. We're sitting outside there. And we're wondering, why are these plants not growing? I mean, they just weren't growing. The trees weren't growing. I had these pygmy palms, and they just didn't seem to, to grow. And we had a revelation of faith at the time, but we were just griping and complaining about why our stuff ain't growing, and the neighbor's is. I mean, the neighbors, everything's just flourishing. In fact, it was flourishing so much, we could have cut trimmings off it and put it in our ground, and it, it seemed to grow there. It probably would have died in ours because of our words. But one day I talked to the neighbor. She was out there, you know, taking care of her yard. I said, how come yours is growing, mine's not? She goes, I talked to it. I found out later she wasn't even a Christian. She wasn't even born again. I'm born again, have an advantage and had an understanding of speaking, but yet I'm sitting there griping and complaining. And she said, I speak to my plants and I, I talk nice to them. And I'm thinking, those trees and those plants must, must have ears. If they can talk, then they can also listen. It's apparent because Jesus spoke back to the tree, and when Jesus spoke to the tree, the tree listened to him. Right? If you read the rest of the story, Jesus answered. He said unto it, No man eats fruit of this tree hereafter forever. No one is ever going back to this Chipotle ever again. And his disciples heard it. And then one day in the morning, the next day in the morning, the Bible says in verse 20, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree died up from the roots. And Peter called to remembrance and said, Jesus, look at that fig tree that you spoke to and cursed. It's withered away. Now, did it wither right away? No. But what Jesus did was he spoke to a realm that you couldn't see. And that realm was under the ground, right? You couldn't see the roots, 
But he dealt with the underground with his words and his words killed that tree from the roots up. And how many have had issues that you don't know what's going on, you can't see what's going on, but you can feel it, right? But yet you have a spiritual force on the inside of you. You may not be able to feel it, but you can hear it definitely through words, and those words can deal in that realm of the unseen and dry certain things up from the roots. Hallelujah. Well, Jesus did that. Certainly, if Jesus can do that, you know, he's the son of God, right? And we could expect that Jesus could do that. But now, after Peter tells Jesus, look, man, that tree you cursed, wow, we're amazed. It's withered away. It's dead. We can't believe it. Jesus says, you can have the same faith. You can have the faith of God. You can operate in the same kind of faith that your father, your heavenly father, operates. In fact, he says, have faith in God. One translation says, have the God kind of faith. Another translation says, operate just like your father in faith the very same way. I like that. And then look at the very end of this verse, and we're just using this as a text, and then we're going to move forward. Jesus answered, said unto them, have faith in God. He said, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall say or shall have whatsoever he says. Now the word say there is used three times, three times more than the word believe. Is there an emphasis on words absolutely is there an emphasis on what you say yes does it matter what comes out of your mouth does it matter how you talk does the way you talk determine your life yes it does do a lot of us need to get a grip on things when it comes to our mouth sure there's times that myself i've got the help of the holy ghost thank god I'll get that little nudging on the inside of me and he'll correct me and then I'll get a little help of my wife, the holy wife on the outside will nudge me a little bit on the outside and, and, and we work together like that. I'll say something that don't line up with the word of God and she'll take my hand and said, well, the Bible says if any two of you will agree touching any one thing on, on earth, it shall be done as my of my father in heaven. I'll agree with you on that. And I'm thinking, I don't want to agree on that. She said, but you just said it. I said, no, I don't want to agree with that. I'm not coming into agreement with that. And so automatically it'll check in my spirit and I'll, I'll, I'll repent. I, I'm not talking about groveling and asking for forgiveness. I'll turn. I'll dig that word up and say, no, no, I take that back. And I, I, I turn from that. I'll take a complete 180 degree turn and start saying the complete opposite and say what I want because Jesus said, you have whatever you say. Now that's in red. That's in red. That wasn't added by Brother Hagen. That wasn't added by Brother Copeland. That wasn't added by E.W. Kenyon. That wasn't added by Pastor Jeremy. No, no, no. This was by the Son of God himself in red saying, you 
can have whatever you say. If you believe in your heart and don't doubt the things that you say, whatever you say, you can have it. And he says that to describe what he did in the very beginning of the context of these verses when he cursed the fig tree. In other words, he said, if I curse that fig tree with my words, you can operate in the same kind of faith. And if you've got a mountain that's in your way, you can blow that thing out of your way with your words. You've got a mountain that's blocking your physical health. You can move that with your words. You've got a financial debt that looks like a mountain in your way. You can speak words to that and you can like dynamite blow that thing up and move forward in your life. I, I, he says, I didn't, you don't have to climb over it. You don't have to ignore it. You can speak to that and cast it into the sea and it has to go. And, and then he says, if you believe in your heart and don't doubt the things that you say, you can have whatever you say. That's not wishful thinking. Now, I know we've taken criticism over the years, you know, word preachers and word of faith churches about being name it, claim it, and grab it, grab it, and whatever, you know, all these different phrases, and people have shied away from it, even religious people and the infighting amongst different churches and preachers concerning faith, but Jesus thought it was important to put this in this verse so that you and I would get a hold of it because he knew that there would be mountains that would try to stop your destiny. He knew that there were going to be some kind of blockade that was going to try to stop you in business and stop you in your ministry and stop you in your marriage. And he knew that if he can keep your eyes, uh, if the devil could keep your eyes blinded from this truth, that he can keep you from being fruitful. Come on, somebody, and keep you from having victory. And he knew that if the church doesn't have victory, then the rest of the world won't want what you have. But if the church can operate in faith and move mountains with words, imagine Imagine the kind of respect. Come on, somebody. Uh, imagine how the world would look at the church and say, "That's I, I, I don't." They just shake their head at you and say, "I don't understand it." And they would run to the church and say, "I want to have what you got." And let me tell you something. This faith stuff works. Call it what you want, but I'm proud to be a name it, claim it. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be a part of that group because that's how I got saved. Come on. I named Jesus as my Savior. I believed in my heart and confessed him with my mouth, and I claimed him. Hallelujah. He came into my heart, and the greatest miracle I ever experienced came through a spoken word. So don't let these scriptures get old. Don't get to the place where you're familiar with these to where you discard, dis, discard them and you know, shove them aside and go after something new. This is how we live. This is how you live successfully. This is how when you walk outside these doors, you're going to succeed on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. He knew that for you to succeed, he's going to have to put his faith on the inside of you. And when you have the God kind of success because of the faith life operating in your life and through your words, that others would see the light of God through every arena of your life and they'd want what you'd have. Problem is, is they're not seeing the miracles in our life. They're not seeing the fruitfulness in the church. They need to see that there's a difference in the church from the world. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I remember at the beginning of the, the, you know, this pandemic, one of the things that we said, I remember talking to our staff and me and Marquise talking that 
you know, during the COVID, this COVID will not take out any of our members in Jesus' name. Remember, we came into agreement, we spoke our words, and it, it's not going to take the life of anybody in this church. And guess what? It started with a 94-year-old person in our church. He got it. And in one day we prayed and that thing was gone and he had no more symptoms. <laughs> Glory to God. And a lot of people experienced it, but they came out of it. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. And you know, some people, we said this Wednesday night, and we said it this morning, I'll say it again. Some people would, would, would just pray this way, and I, I kind of would like it if we never had any furnaces to ever go through. But God gets greater glory when you're not delivered from the furnace, but when you're delivered out of the furnace. Think about that. The three Hebrew children, was it Meshach? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? They're in that fiery furnace, and you're supposed to smell like smoke, right? You're supposed to have all your, 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 you know, your hair singed off, and they weren't even supposed to make it. They weren't even supposed to come through there. But yet they came out, and there was no symptom. There was no smell of the fire or the smoke on their body. I mean, you can't even get close to a barbecue without having smoke get on your clothing. And these people were inside the furnace, yet God delivered them out of it. Who got the glory? God did. And that's what's going to happen. We're in this world where we've got all the trouble. We're in a furnace right now. <laughs> Whether you know it or not, you're in a furnace and things are getting hotter. But guess what? The fire is getting greater in the church. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Glory to God. When they were in that furnace, there was another fire in that furnace that rep what was representative of a fourth man. Hallelujah. And I want you to know something. We are in the time of the fourth man. <laughs> we are in the time of an expectancy, glory to God, that the fourth man will deliver us out of any and every situation. But at the very beginning of this, before we started having people say, you know what, we've got a quarantine or, or we're, we've, we're in the hospital. We had family members that were in the hospital. But before anything, we had our words out there. and We said, this will not take one life from our church. And we stayed with that. Glory to God. I said, we stayed with that and we praised our way through that. Hallelujah. We spoke to that mountain. Hallelujah. And it disintegrated. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This is how we operate. Amen. I remember when I first got married, an individual looked at me and he spoke to me. Well, before I, I got married, he looked at me and said, it was almost like he was prophesying over. He said, you'll never go without. I grabbed a hold. He was talking about financially. Well, that was heavily on my mind because I only had like three meetings after I got married. That, that was how I was financially taken care of. Didn't have a place to live. We didn't know what we were going to do. Uh, and we just were walking by faith. That we, were in a, we were thrown into a furnace. Glory to God. But there was a fourth man in there with us. 
And I remember a guy saying to me, he prophesied. He looked at me and said, you'll never, ever lack. You'll never be without. And I grabbed hold of that and came into agreement with it. And I said, I will, from that moment on, I said, I will never, ever go without. Are y'all getting anything out of this? And that was from day one. That was before day one. And I'm still saying the same thing. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And I never did go without. When the meetings dried up, I never went without. When, when the job dried up, I never went without. God always had provision. And then we had, we had our first child. We, we weren't even, it was kind of a surprise. And we thought, in our mind, how are we going to make it? But I went back to that word that was spoken over us that I adopted in my own vocabulary that I was saying for myself, I'll never go without. I remember when greater needs came because of a child, that it just seemed like when a need came, more supply came, more provision came. Hallelujah, I thought, well, if, if babies brings more provision, let's have some more babies. So we had another, an increase came. And then we had another, an increase came. Some of you, your increase is on its way. You just gotta get busy making some babies. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to look at you. <laughs> Hallelujah! But it just seemed to be that way for us. It's like when we put our foot out there by faith, it didn't look like we had anything to land on. But when you step out by faith, God always puts something under your feet. Hallelujah. When you step out by faith. Well, when we got married, we stepped out by faith. How do you know that? Because we said, we will never go without. You said, I th you, you, you think, well, I thought a prophet said that over you. I thought a man of God said that over you. Yeah, he did. But I came into agreement with what the Spirit of God was saying, and it became my words, and that became my faith being released out of my mouth, and I've held to those words till this day. We are still saying the same thing. Hallelujah. We may not have any more kids, but I got more grandkids coming. Someday, one of, these, one of these times, so that means God's going to have to increase me because I plan on spoiling them. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Can you say amen? amen. So look, <laughs> look over here with me. Y'all getting something out of this? This is how faith works. And Jesus put an emphasis on saying. So every time there's a temptation, you know, when I say the word temptation, I'm not talking about being tempted to, you know, cuss or smoke or chew or watch bad movies or what the way we've traditionally thought about sin. I, but we've been tempted sometimes to worry or to fret, right? I, that's what I'm talking about. When I've been tempted to, to change my words based on how I feel at the moment. When is that? Sometimes when I go to the mailbox. <laughs> Right? And I see a bill and I'm thinking, where'd this come from? You ever had that? And what sometimes the first thing that comes out of your mind, well, I don't know how I'm going to pay for that. Well, I don't know how, where's, it, where's the money going to come from? Is it just going to fall out of the sky from heaven? It, it, you know, some people, that's the first words that they say. But, you know, what I've learned to do is not say anything until I can gather my faith on the inside of me it doesn't mean I'm worrying internally, but I would rather 
put some duct tape over my mouth if I'm going to say what I feel at the moment. Because the moment you speak that word, you're planting seed. And that's going to bring forth a harvest. That's law. That's a, that's a spiritual law. Whatever a man sows, y'all getting something out of this? Whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. So if I'm going to sow a word like, oh, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to make it. Then guess what's going to come? Uncertainty. Lack. No provision. No open doors. Definitely not a financial miracle. Then what am I going to have to do? I'm going to have to go a different route. Like I'm going to have to call maybe Citibank and see if I can get a line of credit or, or whatever. You, you've all been there before. But what have I learned to do? Long time ago, I go back to the same word that God spoke to me. All you need is one word. I go back to the same word. What was that word? Before I ever got married, because we're in this together. I'm not going to lack. The Lord said, I'll never go without. I'll, that means I'm not going to lack in any arena of my life. I'll never, ever be broke. And so then I can look at a bill and think, well, it's coming in because God promised. And not only did God promise, but I'm saying the same thing that God says. If God said it, I'm going to come into agreement with what God said. That's what confession is. Confession means agreement. Right? We only know one definition of confession, and it's according to 1 John 1, 9. If we sin, we confess our sins to the Father, and he's just and faithful to forgive us. We think it's going to the priest and confessing all our sins or whatever. That's how we define confession. But confession is defined this way. It means agreement or to say the same thing. So when I confess the word of God, I am saying the same thing that God says. What does God say about your situation? That's what you got to stop and gather your, your thoughts and gather your faith before you say anything and find out what does God say about this. I'm, say, I'm talking about when you go to the doctor's office and they give you a bad report and the first thing you want to do is just spill out your emotions and your feelings and say, well, I can't help it. That's just how I feel right now. No, you, you need to shut up and gather your faith and all those words that God spoke over you concerning your physical body and all those words you heard from your feeder and from the Holy Ghost, all those times you sat in church and heard the word of God that says, by whose stripes you were healed and get that coming out of your mouth before you get a seed that is in agreement with what the devil's saying about your physical situation. Because it'll work the same way as faith. Are you glad you came tonight? Turn to your neighbor, neighbor and smile and say, I'm glad I came. Hallelujah. So I've learned, you know, there's, there's times you, you I've got to shut up and gather. I, gather what? I, I've got to gather those prophecies that were spoken over me. Paul said, war, good warfare with the prophecies that were spoken over over you. In other words, I got to take those words and recall and bring them back to my remembrance and bring them back to his remembrance and say, now God, you said. <laughs> 
and take the word of God, which is a sure word of prophecy, and say, now God, this is what you said. You, you said all my needs are met according to your riches and glory by Christ. You said you are not a God that would lie. You said, and you got to find out what he said, and when you gather that together, get that coming out like a sword out of your mouth, speaking to those mountains, and watch them just kind of obliterate right before you. And you're not going to have to walk over a mountain. You're going to walk right through where that mountain once was because your words knocked them out of the way. Hallelujah. So when it comes to faith, you cannot separate faith from confession. You can't separate words from faith. Look here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13. We'll just read this one scripture in verse 13. Look what it says here. Y'all enjoying this tonight? He said in verse 13, We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken, we also believe and therefore speak. Think about that. He said, we have the same spirit of faith. Same as Jesus. Same as Peter. Same as Paul. Same as Moses. Same. Same as David. Same as those three Hebrew children. Same as Daniel. You think about all these great heroes of faith that walked in faith, operated in faith, had the same, you know, victory in faith. You've got the same faith on the inside of you that works every time. Everybody say same. same. Turn to another person next to you, say same. same. There's no difference in the faith. Hallelujah. Paul said, I live by the faith of the Son of God. In other words, it's not David's faith. It's not Frank's faith that you operate in. It's David and Frank operating in faith, but it's the faith of the Son of God. So for that faith to fail would be for Jesus' faith to fail because it belongs to him and it was gifted to you to, to work in. Does that help you? He's not going to sell you a lemon. He's not going to give you a car that don't run. He's not going to give you faith that don't work. So that faith works. It's the same spirit of faith. It's in you. It's on you. It works, and you don't work for it. You don't pay for it. You don't pray for it. It comes in you when you get born again. And that faith can grow. You don't pray to grow it. You hear to grow it. Faith comes out by hearing. And we can have ever-increasing faith. It's like a muscle. You're born and, and you have muscles, right? And some people are born with bigger muscles than others, or uh, you, you know, but they can stay small or you can work those muscles and grow those muscles and feed those muscles, correct? That's why some people in here uh, can flex and look real good and others, we're not sure where those muscles are. Do you follow me? Do you know that's, as a pastor, we can see certain things in the spirit sometimes, and that's how it looks spiritually sometimes. There are people, they're strong in faith. They're, they, you can see their muscles of faith. You can hear their faith. 
You could follow their faith. And there are others, they have faith, but they haven't worked their faith. They've worked their flesh. And it's flabby. And it's noticeable. And you can see it. I didn't get a whole lot of amens because you know I'm telling you the truth. But you're here tonight. You're in the spiritual gym tonight. And we're working our faith tonight. We're growing our faith. We're hearing the word of God. Why? Because this is how we live. And if we don't exercise our faith, there's going to come a time where you have a furnace moment and you getting out of that furnace is going to be determined by what you say out of your mouth. Amen. In other words, like those three Hebrew children, even if God didn't deliver us, which he's going to, we're still not bowing to your gods, and our God shall deliver us from this fire. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about? That's faith that determined their outcome. And your faith, it's the same spirit of faith on you. It is followed up with, with words. We have the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believed and therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Now, I could spend some time with any of you and we could go for a drive and I'll just sit there and let you talk. And the more you talk, the more you start to reveal your beliefs. Because faith is expressed by words. So if you're in that car and you just start talking, I'm so glad you joined me today, Pastor. I'm excited about lunch. Yeah, me too. Well, let me tell you about some of the stuff I'm going through. Man, my back's just killing me. Man, I've been dealing with some things in my, in my digestive tract, and it's, I, I don't know. I might have cancer. I'm not sure. And, and uh, my right foot, oh, my gosh. You should see my toes. Oh, gosh, they're bad. My pinky toe's crooked. I'm just messed up. I'm bad all over the place. And not only that, I'm broke, and I don't know if we're going to make it. Now, you've been sitting under this ministry for this many years and you've been here in faith, but yet you still don't believe because what you're saying is what you believe. What you're saying determines how you see things on the inside of you. You see yourself broke. You see yourself cursed. You see yourself with a pinky toe that's just messed up. and You see yourself all jacked up, messed up, beat up, and ready to die. trying to help some of you, trying to save some of you. Glory to God. Now, are you following me? This is how faith operates, through your words. And it's, it's the number one way that we'll, we'll see faith expressed. Faith can be seen, but the number one way it's usually expressed is through words. So I can find out a whole lot about a person. You can find out about me just by listening to what people say they express what they believe. Are you following me? Now, let's go a little bit further in this. You getting this? So Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, I love this verse. The Bible gives us the right to do something. 
it permits us to do something that's just, it's cool. This is really cool. Ephesians 5 verse 1 says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Now, I like the Amplified Classic, and this is what's cool. It says, imitate God. Be imitators of God. Copy him. In other words, be a copycat. Look at God. See how God operates. See the cool stuff that God did when he created and act just like him. What do you mean? In the beginning, the earth was without form and void and it was all messed up and there was total chaos and God said, let there be light. That's pretty cool. And there was light. <laughs> and God said, we need some water. And there was water. And God said, and God called, and God set things in order. In other words, God did some pretty cool things just by speaking the word. God did that. And in Ephesians 5, God's speaking to you saying, if you can see me do it, copy me, follow me, imitate me. Come on, I'm your example. You're my child. I'm your father. And whatever you see me do, you can do also. Didn't Jesus say something like that? If you believe on me, the works that I do, you shall do also. If we see Jesus doing it, Jesus said, if you've seen me do it, you've, you've seen it from the Father. If you see me, you see the Father. Right? In other words, if we can see God, if we can see the Father, if we can see Jesus, then we can see ourselves doing it and act just like him. We are permitted. He's given you permission to copy him. There's no copyright on God. God's saying, I want to reproduce myself. I want my children acting just like me. Was God ever defeated? Did anything have dominion over God? Did the fire have dominion over God? Did the flood have dominion over God? Did the armies and the horse and the rider have dominion over God? Did Pharaoh and Egypt have dominion over God? Did any of the enemies that came against God win over God? No. And many times it was from a prophet that would stand up in the place of God and speak a word. Did a drought have, uh, uh, have victory over God? No. Did famine have victory over God? Then will it have victory over you? Absolutely not. Come on, someone, because we live by the same faith of the Son of God, and it's a perfect faith. It works, and he's permitted you to act like him. If he tells you to act like him, then he expects you to get the same results. <laughs> Why would he say act like me if he wasn't going to back it up? Yeah. In other words, he expects that if you're going to act like him, he's going to back you up. <laughs> and that takes some boldness. Now, you're not God. You're not going to create new planets. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? But according to the scripture, we're made in the image of God. We're made in the likeness of God. We're made speaking spirits. Come on, somebody. We're made just like God. We got the same DNA as God. We got the same faith on the inside of us. We got his righteousness. He has designed you to win. How many, how many like hearing that? I mean, if you don't like hearing that, then go back to a church where you hear about how much of a loser you are and how much of a worm you are and how you need to come down and repent and change yourself. 
That doesn't work very well, but it seems like people are, are, are just running to those places because for some reason it makes them feel better to, tell, to be told how bad you are. People run to condemnation. This ain't condemnation. This is a victory message. You got the victory. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Now, let's go to another scripture here. Y'all getting something out of this? 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10. I, can I have like 10 more minutes? Glory to God. <laughs> 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10. For he that will love life. How many love life? How, how, many, how many love life? For the one that wants to love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. In other words, the kind of life that you want to live and the kind of days that you want to see are going to be determined by the kind of words that you decide to say. James 3, don't turn there, but he talks about your tongue being like the, the bit in a horse's mouth, right? That if you can bridle your tongue, you can bridle your whole body. In other words, if I can control my mouth, I can control my body. Boy, that's powerful. In other words, I can speak to things in my body and it has to come into line. That means if my blood pressure is not at the right level, I can set it back in order. Hallelujah. Without cholesterol medicine and all these other things that you have to be on for life, statins or whatever they call it, I can speak the word and I can regulate things, my blood sugar and all these different levels in my body because with the tongue, the Bible says, you are able to bridle your whole body. In fact, if you can control your mouth you can become, a, and not offend in word, the Bible says, you become a perfect man or a mature man. This is the number one way you can develop as a Christian. Not joining a bunco club. Not joining a, a fellowship, let's go to coffee club and just talk about, you know, a, a singles club and talk about who we're going to date. You, you know, that, that kind of stuff goes on. But if we want to really develop as a, as a believer, we're going to have to get a hold of our mouth and get the right things coming out of our mouth and we'll actually grow and mature and be perfect in some ways. You, according to the scripture, if you don't offend in word, you'll be a perfect man. In other words, you'll, you'll, you, you can set some things in order and really develop as a Christian by getting a revelation of what God says about you and coming into agreement with that and getting that, are you bored with this? Getting that in your mouth and start saying the same thing. That'll mature your marriage. That'll mature all kind of things. 
because before you get in your knockdown, drag-out argument, you can shut up and have silence and gather the Word of God and find out what does the Word say and get that coming out of your mouth. I know some of you, you have the knockdown, drag-out first. We've had that, right? But we're learning, and this is how you develop. You get a hold of the Word of God and get it coming out of your mouth, and what it does is it takes, it's like a bit in a horse's mouth. It steers the horse. You can steer your life in the direction you want it to go. It's like a man driving down the, here's a good image. He's driving down the road, he's going in the wrong direction, and he's calling people saying, pray for me, man, I'm going in the wrong direction. I don't know, I'm just going the wrong way. And, and people are starting to pray for him. Are those prayers gonna change? Are they gonna change his direction? No. What's gonna change his direction? The steering wheel. Or the bit. Or the rudder. So it don't matter how much anointing is prayed over him or how many hands are laid on him. If he doesn't get a grip on the steering wheel and turn it in the right direction, he's going to keep going the wrong way that he knows he's going in. Right? Can you have the right words coming out of your mouth? Yeah. Can you have the right prayer coming out of your mouth and the wrong words? Yeah. So you can be praying the right prayer and still with your mouth saying the wrong thing, it'll keep you driving in the wrong direction. I had, I, I, I want to stay on this because we've got to get this. I've, I've preached this message so many times and people still come up to me and say, now pastor, I want you to pray for me. I'm dealing with the sickness and disease and I know what the word says and I, I've heard everything you said that by his stripes we were healed. If we were healed, we are healed. And I, I, I believe I'm healed. But there, I, I'm still sick in this area and, and this, this thing, this foot disease, man, I, they're saying, it's killing me. I'm thinking, it doesn't matter what I pray. I've said that to people. I, I'm not gonna pray for you. I'm done praying for you. And I offended one person one time. They said, you're not going to pray for me? What kind of pastor are you? I said, I'm a good pastor. My prayers aren't going to do you any good. It's a waste of my time. Waste of your time? You're not going to pray? I said, no, because you're steering the wheel in the wrong direction. What do you mean? You keep saying that this thing's killing you. You're going to die. I'm going to die. What do you mean? Yeah, you said so. That's your faith. That's what you believe. You, you're steering the car that way. It doesn't matter what I pray. It doesn't matter if Oral Roberts comes out of the grave and lays hands on you. You're going to die. What do you mean? I said, it's up to you to change what you're saying and get a grip of that steering wheel and turn it. If a bit can move a horse, a very small member... And a very small rudder can take a massive ship and turn it in the right direction. A small member in your body called a tongue can take your life and turn it in the direction that you desire it to go in. And it will work every time. Y'all getting anything out of this? Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And those that love it will we'll eat the fruit of it. In other words, what kind of fruit do you want to eat? What do you want? What Do you want life or do you want death? Do you want prosperity or do you want to just be average? Get your words in line with what God says and it will produce. That's why we need mind renewal. renewal. 
so that we can start calling things the way God calls it. We can start saying the things that God says. God gave us permission to act like him. Let me give you this one more scripture. Joel chapter 3 verse 10. Glory to God. Joel chapter 3 verse 10. Can you put that up on the screen for us? I had so much more we get into. We might have to do the rest of this on Wednesday night. Is that all right? Okay. The very last part of verse 10. Look at this. Just the very last part. Let the weak say, I am strong. Say that one more time. Say it with me. Ready? Read. Let the weak say, I am strong. Say it again. Let the weak say, I am strong. One more time. Let the weak say, I'm strong. Now, have you ever felt weak? Have you ever felt down? Have you ever felt physically down? How do I steer that situation in the right direction? I've got to violate that and say, I'm strong. Now, I don't know how you are, but I, there was a period of my life I wake up in the morning and the first thing I'd say, man, I'm tired. I, I mean, I'd have a good six, seven hours sleep and I'd wake up and say, I don't know, I'm still tired. And then I got a hold of it and thought, the reason I'm tired is because I keep saying I'm tired. The reason I'm exhausted is I keep saying I'm exhausted. And I don't know about you, but there, it, it's kind of like a slippery creek. And you, if you flirt with it long enough, you, you, you get in some of those waters and you slip right in. During this time of quarantine, there are some things that, that we slipped into and started saying that we opened the door to. Especially when you got 40 symptoms that say you might have this and then you start looking and thinking I might have this and I got this symptom and I have that and I've got this sniffle and I've got an itch here and I've got a bump here and my, I've got, this is red here and they said if this, this I, I'm losing this and my hair's coming out and maybe you got COVID and you're thinking but when you start it's okay to have thoughts like that because everybody has thoughts just like birds are in the air they're going to fly over your head but you don't have to take those thoughts by saying them. And there's been times that we've spoke that out, right? And, you know, if you speak something, it can almost create the feeling of something that's not there and open the door to it. Boy, that's the truth. And so when you feel a certain way, violate it with your words. He said, let the weak say, I'm strong. Let the weak say, I'm strong. That doesn't mean you're never not going to feel a certain way, but we can deal with the feeling realm from another level. And here's how you do it. Let the weak say, I am strong. Now, a minister that we know, one time he was doing a crusade, and I'll, I'll close with this thought. And we're going to lay hands on the sick tonight. Is that all right? In fact, we might lay hands on everybody that wants hands laid on them. <laughs> Glory to God. You don't even have to be sick. Hallelujah. You just, if you're hungry and want to receive the anointing tonight, I believe Jesus, he went about doing good, healing all, doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. So God wants to do good to you tonight and minister healing power into your body. Glory to God. This minister, 
that we know of, he's ministered in Central America and he's doing a crusade and he finds out, someone says, you know, Sister So-and-so, she's a minister. And he knew who she was, went to Bible college with her and he goes, well, she's, she's got, you know, she's in the late stage of cancer. She's got stomach cancer. And would you like to go visit her while you're out here? And he said, well, sure I would. He goes out there and he, he greets her and says hi to her and she could barely talk. And she says, brother, I, I've got no strength. I have no energy. I can't eat. I haven't ate in days and I can't hold anything down. And she kept saying the same thing with a, with a whimper, kind of a whisper. I have no energy. I have no strength. I haven't ate for days and I can't hold anything down. He said, can I get you to do one thing? She said, I'll do whatever it takes. <laughs> he said, let's change what you're saying. And he gave her this scripture. Say, I am strong. And she said, I am strong. <laughs> Say, I can eat. And she said, I can eat. <laughs> Say, I can hold everything down that I eat. And she started to say it. And they kept saying the same thing. He said, say, I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. She said, I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And pretty soon she started getting bold. And he said, within 30 minutes, she was standing up saying, I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And she quit saying, I'm weak. I can't hold anything down. What he was trying to do is get her to stop saying what she was saying because that was what she was believing. She said, I can't eat. I can't hold anything down. I, well, I can understand why you can't because you say you can't. So if we can get your words steered in the other direction and within 30 minutes, that ship was turning in the right direction. She stood up. She hadn't been able to stand up. She said, I'm strong in the Lord. She ate and she began to talk and fellowship. And then he went back and finished his meetings and about, I think it was, 30 days later, he was in the mainland preaching and someone come up and said, you remember that minister in Central America? He said, yeah. He goes, she's already gained 20 pounds back. She's got all her strength back. She's back to normal. She has no cancer in her body. What was it? Let the weak say. Let the weak say. Let the weak say. Let the poor say. Right? Come on, somebody. Whatever it is that you see, say the opposite. In other words, if you can see it in the Word and it contradicts what you see, that's okay if it's uncomfortable to your flesh. Just agree with God because what you're seeing in the natural, it has to change just like it would have to change for God. Why would he tell you to imitate him if he didn't think you'd get the same results as him? He wants you to begin to act like him so you can have the God kind of results in your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You remember over there, I won't, we won't turn there, but in Mark chapter five, you remember the man that came to Jesus? Uh, Jairus did, right? He come up to Jesus and he said, my daughter's at the point of death. She's, she's sick and she's at the point of death. And if you come to my house, you know, she, she, you can lay your hands on her. She may live and she shall live. That's what he said. She shall live. And the Bible says that Jesus went with him. 
And I, I'm going to stop with that thought. He said, if you come to my house and lay hands on her, she shall live. And Jesus followed that. Think about that. There's something, uh, how can two walk together unless they agree? In other words, he, he gave Jesus something to agree with. And if Jesus didn't agree with going to the house to raise her up, he would have never went with them. Glory to God. Think about this. Is Jesus full of grace? Is he full of power? Is he full of anointing? So what got grace to go with Jairus? What got power to go with Jairus? What got the anointing to go and hook up with Jairus? It was words of faith. Did not people come up to them later on the way to the house and say, why are you troubling him? Your daughter's dead. Did not people come up to him and say that? And what did Jesus say? He said, don't be afraid. Only believe. Believe what? Believe what you said because it's what you said that got me to come with you. And if you change what you say, I can't agree with that and I'll no longer be able to come with you. Could you imagine? All of God's power can't come with you because of what you say. All of God's grace can't hook up with you because you can't hook your words up with him. But if you can agree with God with your words, all of his power, all of his might, all of his grace, all of his ability taps into your situation. Glory to God because of words coming out of your mouth. Y'all get something out of that tonight? <laughs> Hallelujah. I, uh, whew, glory to God. Hallelujah. We, several times we've ministered. I've, I'll never forget, and I, I repeat this story so many times, but it really helps, especially at this point in the service. We were in a church, and there were, there were some people there that helped build this church. In fact, their pictures were in the, the foyer of the church. <laughs> You know what I mean? With their names on it and a plaque because they just helped establish the church. And I guess we've been preaching there two weeks and they, they were in the meetings and she come up to the front to get healed. I said, sister, what's going to happen to you when I lay hands on you? I didn't know who she was. She goes, I don't know. I said, then go sit down. <laughs> and people, you know, it like took the air out of the whole meeting because they were like, do you know that her picture's in the hall and how much she's done for this church? And they're like founding members and wasn't that the case? I mean, it was like, but at that stage, I didn't care. I'm trying to help people. And sometimes to help people, you got to be brutally honest with people. And you almost got to shock people sometimes. And I, I think I need to start operating in that some more. I don't care if it offends people. I want to help people. I was a little too young to, to care at the, at the point. And I just told her, you need to just go sit down because it doesn't matter how anointed I am right now. If I put my hands on you and slap oil on you, it ain't going to do no good for you because you don't know what's going to happen to you. And I don't know if I said it just like that, but it was enough to make her not come back. And maybe some other people, I don't know. But she did come back. My point is, is if your words don't, if your words aren't in line with faith, and if there's no faith to hook up with, it doesn't matter if I lay my hands on you. It's not going to work where there's no faith. 
So I went down the line. What's going to happen to you? And one, this one person got excited, and this other, she's sitting there pouting. I don't, she didn't come back for a couple of days, and we went on, or a day or something like that. And this other person, I'm about to lay hands on them, and they needed a miracle. And I said, what's going to happen? Do you want to lay hands on you? They said, man, I'm getting my miracle tonight. Glory to God. When you lay hands on me, the power of God, they were just excited. Now, I'm not saying you have to be like that and all boisterous. And this person was, laid hands on them, fell out under the power, got up completely whole and healed. And we just started having that just kind of happen one after another. Well, this lady, she came back to some of the morning meetings. And she, she kind of scooted back a little bit, <laughs> went from her seat to the back, you know, didn't want to be seen. But she sat and sat and sat, I think, for like three meetings. And then finally, we laid hands on people. Again, on purpose, I didn't for a couple days because I wanted people's faith to be built up. It'd do me no good to lay hands on you if you, if you don't have faith for it. And so finally I said, come on down here if you need hands laid on you. And she came up. She, I mean, she was like one of the first ones down. And I looked at her and on purpose. I said, now what's going to happen to you when I lay hands on you? And she said something in regards to hands they will lay and well they will be or something like that. She said, I will be made whole. Amen. I said, well, God can work with that. Yes. Glory to God. Yes. And I put my hands on her and man, it was like lightning struck her. And she was completely whole. And, he, and revival broke out. That ended up being like two, three-week meeting. And the pastor wanted to go on, and, but we had some other things. I almost regret not going on for four weeks. And we're going to get back to some of that. But to do that, we really got to be built up in this arena of faith and expectancy. Otherwise, what good is it going to be for you if you come and have no expectancy? So my question to you is, what's going to happen to you when hands are laid on you? And that makes it easy, because it's not anything that I'm special with. It's the same anointing, and it's the same faith on you. But when faith is released, the power of God flows. Just like when faith came out of Jairus' mouth, Jesus followed. Hallelujah. You get something out of that tonight? Glory to God. Put your hands to heaven. Oh, we praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glorify your name. We glorify your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. You're worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your voice and praise him. We magnify you, Jesus. We glorify you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah, we magnify you. Come on, lift, lift your voice and just worship them. Hallelujah, Lord, we worship you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Glory, glory to God. Hallelujah, we magnify you. We magnify you, Jesus. We magnify you, Lord. We magnify you. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands right now. Just rejoice. Just bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. I bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. I see that. Hallelujah. 
I see that glorified buster for the bandy kisifila kete de doste. Asho todo bono mamase. Hosto tolo mamande. Gora bono nene sete de. Mosno kosto bande deste kete deste. Glow. Shende. Moste. Nah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Glory. Now I want, I'm going to speak something out. I I seen I see something for the church that I want you to hook your words up with me. I I just seen something. I don't know what it is. It it's something about land and property. <laughs> Hallelujah. Th- this is going to be a year for for an open door for something for this church. Glory to God. And I don't know what it is, but I see something close to a freeway. <laughs> Hallelujah. Shutosta bunda bastakete. Hallelujah. Something big's coming. Can you hook your faith up with that? Can you hook your words up with that? Glory to God. Something big's coming and, and there's a coming together. Hallelujah. Ha <laughs> ha. Glory. Glory. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Shitabosafalamande. Morabosafalamande. Yeah, thank you, Lord. I see that. How many can see that? Glory to God. How many can see that? God, God's got something big. God's got something big coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It'll come to pass. And this is what I hear. It's bigger than you think. <laughs> Woo! Glory. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Be great growth and increase. <laughs> I see that, Lord. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I, I see it in my spirit. There's some of y'all that are dealing with some things in, I don't know, just in the digestive area, digestive tract. I just keep hearing that. If something's going on in your belly, <laughs> I want you to come down here to have hands laid on you. That thing's going to drive out and, 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 and smooth out and clean out and f- be fixed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And be settled in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Something, something is at the target area. Something's going on there. Been a long time problem or something chronic or the last year. Just discomfort. Well, when I lay hands on you, what's going to happen to you? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. The power of God's going to go into you and drive it out in Jesus' name because Jesus is the healer. You believe that? Hallelujah. Let's stretch our hands towards this young man in Jesus' name. You said hands they will lay and well they will be in the name of Jesus. Every bit of that go and settle now. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Something's happening to you right now. The power of God's flowing in you. Amen. Yeah. God's hooking up with your faith. Amen. The power of God's working on the inside of you. No more discomfort. No more pain. You've had days of pain and discomfort. That's all. It's all going to be done now in Jesus' name. Why? Because we say so. Right? You believe that? We say so. Just as if Jesus would say, no more. 
I speak to that now and say no more in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Y'all agree with that? Yeah? You believe that that's possible? You believe God would do that for you? He wants to. He's willing. And He can. And He did. In Jesus' name. Amen? Same problem with you as well? Yeah? You having issues in, in the digestive tract? Large liver. Okay, so that could that could bring problems as well. It's a crowded area around there, isn't it? <laughs> and a lot of discomfort and stuff. When I lay hands on you, what's going to happen to you? It's going to go back to the right size. I speak to that liver now and I command it to go back to normal size. My word for you is normal. <laughs> In Jesus' name, I call your liver normal and to function normal. In the name of Jesus. There it is. The power of God goes right into you. In the name of Jesus, redevelops. <laughs> Hallelujah. Back into the normal size that it was created to be. In Jesus' name, we call it done now. And everybody said amen. Hallelujah. It's moving in you. The power of God's moving in you. You're going to tell a difference. Glory to God. God's going to get the glory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put your hands to heaven. Glorify your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're the healer. Hallelujah. You're the healer. <laughs> oh, glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We rejoice. We rejoice tonight. Hallelujah. <laughs> glory. High, 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 high blood pressure. High blood pressure. You've been dealing with high blood pressure. Just not where it should be. Hypertension, high blood pressure. Come. Come quick up down here. I'll lay hands on you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory. Hallelujah. Come on, stretch your hands to heaven. Hallelujah. <laughs> the anointing can regulate that for you. <laughs> the anointing can regulate that. There it is right there. Take that. Oh, glory to God. Jesus' name. <laughs> glory, glory, glory. Every bit made whole in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. <laughs> Every bit made normal in Jesus' name and regulated. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Whatever it is, it's made normal in Jesus' name. Glory. 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 <laughs> Put your hands to heaven. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Um, swelling around the, the knee. I don't know what knee, like a swelling around your knee and it's just tightness and discomfort. Swelling around the knee. That's what I keep hearing in, in my spirit. Who is that? Glory to God. Come up here quickly. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Stiffness, swelling, discomfort. That, that's you. That's you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Believe God can fix that? Yeah. What, what's, what's the... Just as if Jesus was coming to you, touching you. If he touched you, you'd be made whole, right? Yeah. Well, he gave gifts to you tonight. I, he's a gift to you and a gift of healing to you. There it is. Right. Th oh, glory to God. Shoo. <laughs> that went in you. <laughs> Ooh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you get up, I just want you to... You know, lay there and saturate as long as you want. But when you get up, I just want you to just move that thing and do something you couldn't do before. And just work that. Glory to God. The anointing's flowing. Hallelujah. According to your faith, it, it's already loose. Yeah. And, and as you continue to do some more walking, you're going to see that thing just loosen and normalize. <laughs> yeah. You believe that? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was frozen and now it's not. You can move it. He said, I know because when I came up here, my leg was like frozen and now I can move it. Hallelujah. Well, keep moving that thing. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Because you're going to get used to that. You're going to get used to that being normal. It doesn't have to come back on you, in other words. Just get used to that. And every time you wake up in the morning, speak over that and say, knee you're normal today you're strong circulation nerves you function normal in jesus name hallelujah oh, whatever it is i don't know what it is that's causing it but your body is normal and healed in jesus name and it's dealt with from the roots up you believe that glory to god hallelujah hallelujah that was easy <laughs> thank you jesus put your hands to heaven and thank him Hallelujah. We glorify and magnify your name. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, I, I heard this the other day. Someone said, you know, if... If you had COVID, you need to expect to have these long-term symptoms in your body. Not here. And they start talking about, you know, I heard it on the news. Loss of hair, loss of, you know, smell, taste could go on for years and this and that. If you heard that, if you heard that and all of a sudden you, all, you start feeling these symptoms and thinking, well, that's happening to me violate that with your words and say not today 
Not in my body. Not never happened. I'm, I'm better than I was before I went in. Hallelujah. I went in the furnace and I came out stronger. <laughs> Can you hook up with that? Have you been in the furnace before? Any kind of furnace. When you go in, just say, I'm coming out stronger in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I'm coming out stronger. 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 Hallelujah. I'm breathing stronger. Glory to God. I'm growing strong. My circulation's normal. Hallelujah. I'm normal in Jesus' name. <laughs> Woo! I'm healed by his stripes. I'm whole. No weapon formed against me will prosper. In the name of Jesus. Life wasn't taken from me. Life's being added to me. I add life to my life. I add strength to my body. I add it with my words. In Jesus' name. You believe that? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Put your hands to heaven. Just worship Him. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to the Mamando do say. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. There's, there's a lot of faith in here tonight. There's a lot of faith in here to receive tonight. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glorify. Yeah, the, I, this is what I, I heard in my spirit that there's almost like there's times during the day, certain times, where there's a heaviness that comes on, almost like a, a there's ringing in your ears and almost like there's a weight that comes on your head, pressure. I don't know how to explain that. <laughs> and you might even be experiencing that right now. But if that's you, that needs to be lifted off of you. The anointing can lift that off of you. And there may be other reasons why that's there, but that can be dealt with tonight. Hallelujah. You don't have to know the reasons why it's there. It, can, it just has to go in Jesus' name. So if that's you, and I, I don't know if it's headaches or anything like that, but I just like a, like a pressure, just like a constant pressure to the place where it's like ringing in the ears. A lot of pressure. Yeah. Do you feel that pressure now? Yeah, yeah, it's. That's okay. I'm just asking you if it's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, glory to God. Well, when I lay hands on you, what's going to happen to that pressure? It's gonna, yeah. Sure. 
but let the weak say I'm strong. Yeah, that's right. That's you, you're the you're in the driver's seat with that. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Well, let's deal with that pressure because that's what this anointing's for right now. Oh, there it is. Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. And you do have peace on the inside of you. You just cultivate that peace and work it. You don't even have to pray and ask for that. You got it. <laughs> Hallelujah. It comes as a fruit of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Is that you too? Same in the ear? Still? Yeah. So taste, smell, and your ear and that pressure. Yeah. So when I lay hands on you, that's got to go. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Oh, glory to God. Go! Every bit of that go and all those symptoms that they say have to last, we say no longer. In the name of Jesus, I command that to come back, taste and smell, and all of the ringing in the ear leave now. No more pressure. <laughs> in the name of Jesus, I say you are normal. In Jesus' name and strong. In the name of the Lord, we thank you for it. And we give you praise and glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Were you having ringing when you came up here? Yeah. Now what's now what's going on? Less? Yeah. That means it's working. That means it's working. Amen. And now you're in the driver's seat with your words. So your words are in agreement with the power of God working in your body. And that's what you say. I'm healed and whole in Jesus' name. I believe that. I believe you're going to taste some good food here soon, too. <laughs> Maybe. How about tonight? Well, yeah? Don't go to Chipotle. <laughs> Same thing? How long has that been going on? Yeah. Yeah. So probably those passages. Yeah. Well, that's going to go tonight. Glory <laughs> Well, you already got it. <laughs> Command every bit of that to go. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, glory. <laughs> I love it when the power of God flows and moves. Hallelujah. Glory. What's going on? How you feel? Huh? Well, maybe you get back down there. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you weren't supposed to get up. <laughs> the power of God's working in you. Yeah, that's that's he makes you feel better and good. That's lifted off of you tonight in Jesus name. How many can tell a difference already? Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. More provision comes when children come. <laughs> Just kidding. I get to harass you now. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. How many believe in for increase? You've got some. How many have a specific, like a vision to start something or, or, or get something moving or flowing, and God showed you some increase coming? 
and uh, he's given you a plan to do it and uh, raise your hand who's that one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen people I want I want to lay hands on you glory to God <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> glory hallelujah because there's an anointing to get it done there's an anointing he wouldn't show you to do it if he didn't, wouldn't give you the ability and the power to do it you know, understand what I'm saying and tonight there'll be an impartation for that <laughs> glory to God you believe that just put your hands to heaven hallelujah <laughs> we'll start with Dave <laughs> blessed <laughs> be blessed <laughs> Woo! there's a blessing the blessings on you the blessings on you just move forward the blessings on you the blessing the blessing hey hey The blessings on you. You can do it. Yeah. Hallelujah. The blessed. The blessing in Jesus' name. Glory. Glory. Be blessed. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Blessed. Hey. You ready to start this thing? Yeah. Be blessed in Jesus' name. The blessing's on you. <laughs> the blessing's on you. Yeah, see yourself doing that. Yeah, glory, glory. Blessed. Shh. Blessed. It'll come to pass. Be blessed. <laughs> the boy. Blessed. <laughs> Blessings on you. Hallelujah. Yeah. Be blessed. <laughs> Glory to God. Be blessed. In <laughs> you can do it. Because the blessings on you. Hallelujah. Be blessed. Woo. <laughs> I didn't have my city. <laughs> Blast!
Aleluya. Francisco, come. <laughs> hey. Uh, how many people we feed Saturday? A lot. How many people got saved? Six. There's increase coming. <laughs> Blessed. <laughs> and worship Him. Hallelujah. Now when I lay hands on, when I laid hands on you, an anointing came on you, impartation came on you. Glory to God. To help get the job done. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> hey, come here. You put your hand up. I ain't even gonna say it. I ain't even gonna say it. You know. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I ain't even going to tell you either. <laughs> but it's... <laughs> Help me. Don't just sit there and help. I can't...
Hallelujah. got something? Hallelujah. Now I want you to, to do something. I'm going to give you an assignment. I'm going to give you an assi- How many want an assignment? Yeah. How many have uh, like some words that were spoken over you? Maybe in the last year, last 10 years, 20 years. You can remember those things. But maybe they haven't come to pass yet. And you've kind of laid it on the side and haven't been speaking that. Is, that. is that anybody in here? Probably a lot of people. I want you and everybody that's ever had anything spoken over you, I want you to put those things, write them down and start saying them. Just get it coming out of your mouth. Because what was said over you can get active again. Some things lay dormant, but if you begin to speak it, it'll activate what was started by God. So grab hold of those prophecies and those words and, and, and begin to fight with them, the fight of faith. Begin to, Because God's not done. God doesn't give you a word for that to go dormant and not. He expects that to come to pass. Are you following me? So take those and get those coming out of your mouth and start warring a good warfare and start saying exactly what it is God said over you. Maybe it was about ministry. Maybe it was about one of your children or maybe it was about something that you were supposed to do or maybe it was something financial God's not done with that don't lay it down get your faith on that and I promise you that your faith will begin to reactivate what God started through a spoken word in your life just sometimes we can lay those things down sometimes we're forgetful and we we kind of leave it alone how many have ever done that before pick it back up that's your assignment pick it back up Pick it back up. Can you do that? Yeah, pick it. But why? Because God's not done. Hallelujah. One more time, put your hands and rejoice. Hallelujah. Glory. We magnify your name. Hallelujah. One other thing. One other thing. We have to get used to this flow. We've let it kind of lay dormant. We've kind of went a different way, not because we did by choice, but it seems like we haven't been down this stream as often as we should. And that's not all on your fault. 
I'm not taking all the blame myself, but we've got to flow together. And we got to come with this expectancy that when we come, we expect to flow in the Holy Ghost every time. This world needs a move of God. Now that doesn't mean everything's the same. It can be different every time. But we've got to expect that the power of God that's present flows every time in every way the way God wants it to flow. Amen? And so the Bible says to covet earnestly the gifts of the Spirit. Covet that those, in other words, desire for the gifts to be in operation. Your other assignment is before you ever come to church again, pray that prayer. Father, I desire that the gifts of the Spirit flow in the service today. I desire that the move of the Holy Ghost is strong. I desire, God, that, that healings and miracles and signs and wonders, the gift of faith be in operation. Gifts of healings, working of miracles, the gift of prophecy, tongues, interpretation. The Bible says we have a right to desire those things. So we've got to, as a whole, as a body, come prepared to flow in that. I don't just turn that on. Pastor Lisa, don't just turn that, the switch on and decide to do that when we want to. That's up to us to expect that, to desire and believe for that. And when we do, and we start acting like a New Testament church, no telling what happens. I mean, it, it could get crazy, it could get wild, it could get quiet. But it's always Holy Ghost. And you know, if you just had hands laid on you, nothing was said over you, something went in you tonight, and the Holy Ghost knows exactly what He's doing. And when that went in you, it's for a purpose. Expect to see that purpose manifested and fulfilled in your life. And revealed to you. Hallelujah. Do you believe that? Say amen. Hallelujah. Before we leave, is there anyone else you need hands laid on you? You have any kind of symptom in your body. Maybe I didn't call it out, but you, you come expecting to receive some kind of healing. Both of you, can, can you come up? I don't have to call it out for you to receive. Hallelujah. But your faith is present. And tonight, hallelujah, when hands are laid on you, all manner of symptoms and whatever it is has to go tonight. In Jesus' name. Y'all believe that? Anybody else want to join them before we... Uh, power of God's present. Hallelujah. What is it? Something going on in the shoulder? Yeah. Saying it's just probably painful discomfort. Can't even move it. Okay. Well, that can change tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Just put your hands up and just worship. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Every. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Oh glory that's it that's it that's it that's it just use your faith right there glory to god glory to god there there it is you, hallelujah 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 work work your faith hallelujah you, you already see a difference in that yeah hallelujah glory to god yeah in the name of jesus working the power of God's working every every time you move that tonight just say the power of God's working in this shoulder in Jesus name 
It's working. Hallelujah. Just keep on doing what you're doing right there, even if you have to stay here and do it. <laughs> What's going on? Arthritis in the lower back. Yeah. Just put your hands up. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't walk yesterday and you walked right up here tonight. Hallelujah. And you walked up the stairs. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, every bit of that go in Jesus' name. Hold, hold the, oh. restoration in your lungs in Jesus name hallelujah restored back to normal that's the way we call it that's it. we set it back into order now in Jesus name call it restored and whole we call those lungs restored and whole we call them restored and whole hallelujah it is set in motion now with our faith hallelujah we will not change the course of that direction with our words, we will stay in agreement that we are whole and restored and made normal in Jesus' name. Tonight at 8.35 p.m., when hands were laid on her, she was made whole in Jesus' name. And that will not change, and we will not deviate from that or change the course of this direction with our words. We will continually say we are strong, whole, restored, and healed my lungs are normal in Jesus name from this point on we declare it so in the name of Jesus you believe that yeah yeah then just keep on saying that don't change that course of direction in Jesus name what is it yeah 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 well in the name of Jesus I command that to lift off hallelujah lift off and come and go from her now in Jesus name hallelujah thank you father for the peace of God that passes all understanding hallelujah thank you for the help of the Holy Spirit to help her cultivate that peace on the inside of her in the name of Jesus we speak peace over her mind we thank you for it glory to God hallelujah what is it what's that More, 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 glory, more, more. Yeah, just cry out for more. Hallelujah. Yeah. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. More, 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 more. Filled. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, receive that in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. in Jesus name I speak peace in Jesus name I speak peace in Jesus name peace the peace of God the peace of God no more anxiety in the name of Jesus <clears throat> it's got to stop now hallelujah hallelujah we thank you for that peace and rest <laughs> peace and restfulness glory to God restfulness the power of God's all over her we thank you for that father 
we thank you just envelop her with that peace in Jesus name in Jesus name what is it be whole in Jesus name be made whole according to your faith and the desires of your heart so be it so be it in Jesus name <laughs> yes 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 he says yes to you so be made every whole in the name of Jesus glory to God thank you Lord